you're looking for the latest news, insight into what it means, and the sharpest opinion, there's only one station in Chicago where you can turn, and it's this one. We're AM560, The Answer. Good morning, Dan and Amy. It's Black History Month. Are you paying attention to the Black Lives Matter political agenda being introduced into your kids' classrooms? 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line, 64636DA, turnkey.pro text line. Yeah, well, it's happening. Uh, let me um, give you an example. Oh, our friends up there in uh, Evanston, Skokie, District 65, we've talked about that district before. This is Stokeston, the, we call it. This is the uh, district where uh, the principal and in her infant wisdom uh, segregated faculty by race mm. for training and evaluation sessions. The district where we went through the, the sex ed curriculum at like the primary grade level uh, where, I mean, not to repeat it, but... Um, Everything under the sun, uh, graphically, to, you know, again, kids in the primary grades. Here's Black School Week, which is happening right now. I've got the whole week's uh, a program I'll run through with you so you feel like you're there. BLM at School Week. Send your child to school during BLM Week wearing all black. BLM t-shirts or BLM buttons. You can purchase or make your own shirts with your child. A point of order, or just a question. Can you show up in black face? I'm asking for a friend of mine in Virginia. Okay. <laughs> Funny. This week, every school and classroom in District 65 will participate to support and take action for black lives in District 65 by educating all children around the understanding of BLM during Black History Month and to stand in solidarity with BLM at school week School National Week of Action. All students will experience at least one BLM lesson. There will be daily announcements about BLM. There will be a black student affinity gathering, students only, on Wednesday, February 6th at Fleetwood Jordan on Wednesday, February 6th at 12.30 p.m. During our half day hosted by Dr. Latarsha Green, Director of Black Student Success, and Mrs. Jari White, Equity Instructional Coach. Oh, man. A what? Equity what? Instructional Coach. Uh, Did you have one of those? Please participate in this important week, and then you know, there's resources. Uh, here's the uh, a program. Uh, yesterday. Oh, let's see. Today we are going to learn about three of the Black Lives Matter guiding principles. Restorative justice, empathy, and loving engagement. Restorative justice. We all know that if you knock someone's building block, or you, you knock down someone's block building, you have to help them rebuild it. You can't just say sorry and walk away. We know that it's important for the kids to be able to make better choices another time, and it's grown-ups' job to help them make better choices and give them chances to do that. Restorative justice, that's a synonym for reparations. That's what they're going to be taught. Okay. Empathy, loving engagement, you know, pro forma pablum. Uh, Tuesday. Today we're going to learn about uh, two of the Black Lives Matter guiding principles, diversity and globalism. Different people do different things and have different feelings. It's so important that we have lots of different kinds of people in our community that everyone feels safe. That's diversity. Yeah. <laughs> As I want to say, diversity doesn't need a chaperone. It occurs naturally. Is it diversity a wooden ship? It was just, yes, correct. correct. Thank you, Ron Burgundy. 
globalism. Globalism, globalism means that they're that uh, we are thinking about all the different people are over the world. Nice English. Uh, how about really copy editing this thing? Yes. Oh and thinking about the ways to keep things fair everywhere. Talk more with your teacher, peers, and families about these principles. All right. Okay. You having fun so far? You enjoying the week? You know what? That's great. Wednesday, uh, three more Black Lives Matter guiding principles. Transgender affirming, queer affirming, and collective value. Now we're getting to it. Everybody has the right to choose their own gender by listening to their own heart and mind. Everyone gets to choose if they are a boy or a girl or both or neither or something else. And no one else gets to choose for them. Not their chromosomes, not God. Queer affirming. That's transgender affirming. Queer affirming. Everybody has the right to choose who they love and the kind of family they want to, by listening to their own heart and mind. Collective value. Everybody is important and has the right to be safe and happy no matter what they believe, where they are from, or who they love, unless they're a white male Christian. Uh, that's my parenthetical remark. Another way to say that is collective value. So there you go. Collectivism, you're your own God. All good stuff. Yeah. What a week of instruction. Today. Yeah, what do we have for today? Thursday. Well, that was. No, today is. Well, I know. When past Tuesday, that was just Wednesday. I mean, all right, well, what's. Thursday. We're on Thursday now. I'm just giving you Any a preview day of the week. Any why, I need to know. I'd like to share what intergenerational black families and black villages means. Intergenerational. It's important that we have spaces where people of different ages can come together and learn from one another. Black families, lots of different kinds of families. What makes a family is that it's people who take care of each other. It's, make, it's important to make sure all families feel welcome. Black villages, lots of different kinds of families. What makes families that it's people who take care of each other. Those people might be related. Maybe they choose to be family together and take care of each other in some other format. Sometimes when it's lots of families together, it can be called a village. The consultants, by the way, that come in with this, you know, six figures. Your tax dollars at work. Friday, closing out the week with a bang. Two more Black Lives Matter guiding principles. Centering black women and unapologetically black. There are some people who think that women are less important than men. We know that all people are important and have the right to be safe and talk about their own feelings. <laughs> this is like this is like a bad Stuart Smalley. It is. Parody. You're smart enough, you're good enough, and, and doggone it, people, people like, like you. Me. There are different, uh, unapologetically black, there are different kinds of people, and one way that we're different is the color of our skin. Yeah, it's important to make sure that all people are treated fairly, and that's why we and lots of other people all over the country and the world are part of the Black Lives Matter movement, because that's what it really is. As you've seen from the Black Lives Matter movement in practice and the purveyors of it in politics, it's all about color blindness and making sure everybody is treated fairly, equal justice before the law, and all of that, right? Yeah. I'll tell you what, here's the thing. You can offer up your pablum if you want. I would just like one parent in District 65, like happened in New Trier when they were uh, doing their uh, We Hate White People seminar day, to uh, say, I'll tell you what, um, I'd like to bring in an alternative viewpoint on the black experience. So is it okay if we invite my friend Bob Woodson or Thomas Sowell or Walter Williams or Jason Riley or John McWhorter to uh, come and address the students, their experience. Is it okay if we uh, read some of the offerings of, say, a Frederick Douglass or a Booker T. Washington? Would that be acceptable? Where is one parent 
in these school districts to stand up and not even fight the fight of this intellectual violence. Just say, you have your say and you present your materials and let somebody else have their say that comes from a different perspective with the similar experience and frankly, more experience, some of the names I mentioned, than any of these uh, cultural Marxist consultants that are retained by the school districts in terms of the black struggle against racist institutions in this country. Many of the names I mentioned that are in their 80s who actually lived through it were marching with King in the 60s. What about that? One parent. Is there not one parent in School District 65 in Evanston and Skokie? What about your school districts? Where your kids are? 312-642-5600, turnkey.pro answer line, 64636DA, turnkey.pro text line. Jeff and Berwin, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Greetings, Dan and Amy. Hello. This Black History Month, uh, maybe they should include the entire history of blacks and Africa, how the African warlords, black African warlords, sold their conquered tribes into slavery. And also, uh, you remember the quote by Muhammad Ali, which is on YouTube? I'm glad my grandfather, maybe his great-grandfather, was on that ship. This, this, this thing about Black History Month is great, but include it all how they actually became transatlantic slaves. And also, by the way, the Arab Muslim slave trade, which brutalized the black Africans, castrating them to make them eunuchs. Yeah, thanks for the call, Jeff. I mean, it's... Well, black History Month has been around, I mean, since February 1970. Yeah, and so? Not celebrating it, but it's been, you know, indoctrinated into our school it's system. A, it's not about a, having a Black History Month no, or I not. It's about no, the curriculum. Curriculum, right. That's when, but when I we went over Black History Month, it wasn't like that. Well, this it was is just looking at Black historical figures and how they've changed the culture, and how in, in America that's what it was honoring Martin Luther King Jr. Learning about him. How about listening a, to his speeches? That's what I remember Black History Month. Black History Month. Uh, how about uh, how about asking the kids the question and having a little discussion about have uh, we lived up to the promise of Brown v. Board of Education? To eliminate separate but equal in, 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 in education. Have we done that? Well, I mean, have you, has your side done that in charge of K-12 through education in every major city in this country? All of the cultural institutions. Have you done that? Why not? Government schools. Segregated. Chicago. Why does separate but equal persist in a de facto manner when all of these enlightened cultural Marxists are in charge. I don't understand. Help me. Help me understand. Mike on the north side. Good morning. Yes, happy Black History Month. Let's celebrate diversity and the failure it is. It's just a nice way to say an affirmative action. And that's all well and good until you... No, I don't, I don't know what happened uh -oh. to Mike. All right. Uh, don't take it personally. Mark in Plainfield. Uh, happy Chinese New Year, Dan and Amy. Thank you. Um, I, I believe it's the year of the snake. It's sticking a no. snake. What about it's the pig. myth of the black man? If they're embracing 
this transgender stuff, uh, I thought the part that made us sad was the most manliest of the black man. So are they giving up that myth? Wait, what? The, oh, 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 come you on, Mark. Okay, Mark. Would That's you stop? Little, come on. Candace in Mount Pleasant. Well, they sure are lucky that I don't have my imaginary kids in that school district band. Yes. Yes. seeing me on the news. But, hey, listen, um, this uh, whole trans thing, the second day you said, it's so creepy. I, I heard about this about, from a – there's a YouTube video. Everybody should watch it um, from an Austin teacher who had to go through six hours of trans training. And she said that they would slip this into the BLM day. Um, and that's how they get it through. And they also don't tell the parents that what they're teaching. No. They don't ever tell the parents, by the way, we're going to be teaching. Because it's, it's not about acceptance. It's actually about grooming your kids. Well, right. Shaming the hetero kids and saying, isn't gay love beautiful? Yes, Candace, <laughs> thanks for the call. But here's the thing. If I can find out about it, then certainly parents in District 65 or parents in other school districts. Well, sometimes it just it. pops up on you. I mean, yesterday, Peyton spent his whole music hour breaking down the halftime Super Bowl show with the teacher saying that they're trying to, uh, you know, to, to get the African-American crowd back in watching the NFL because the NFL is racist because the NFL, there's domestic violence going on. Wait, because the there's a black racist because there's domestic violence going they're, on. They're racist because of Colin Kaepernick. And they are wife beaters because of Ray Rice and other people. Like, you learned that during music class? Then I had to set them straight. And they thought it was racist because Martin Luther King Jr.'s family members were there doing the coin toss. And I said, well, they live there, and the Super Bowl took place in Atlanta. So Atlanta wants to feature their own. That's why Gladys Knight performed. She's a daughter of Georgia. It's not because they're trying to attract black people back into the NFL. I don't so, I, I, I mean, the whole so, thing was I'm so just, confused. So having a descendant of Martin Luther King Jr. there was racist? Yep. How? Because they thought they were placating to African Americans. Like, take us back. The NFL loves you. We love black people. Well, so what if the NFL was marketing to, I mean, it, I'm not saying that's the case, but so right. what if the NFL was marketing to black families? You don't have consumer products that market specifically to de- racial or age demographics or whatever? I mean, what? I mean, should Billy Williams not do Colt 45 commercials because that was marketing to black people, black guys? I don't even understand what the hell's uh, going on. Well, that's why I'm just saying this. You should talk to your kids about what they're being taught during school. Yeah, I'd say. And he came home with that, and I went, what? And and, and it was racist because there was a gospel, black gospel choir behind uh, Maroon 5 singing in one of their songs. Well, so the the other thing that has to happen then when you have some ignoramus teaching your children is that ignoramus needs to be confronted. Otherwise, the poisoning will Yeah, we're, you and I are going to Almond Brothers High School today to talk to them. Okay. Noon. And that will be the last day Peyton or Eli ever step foot in Almond Brothers. Maurice and Berwin, you're on Chicago's Morning Answer. Hi, Dan. Hey, Dan, when I was a kid, uh, Black History Month was just a reminder of all the contributions that African Americans made. But my viewpoint being African American was we had that term people were a tribute to their to their race. And I had older parents. And But you talked about uh, Diane Carroll, St. Julia, Nat uh, King Cole, even Frederick Bellis. Martin yeah, yeah. King, all these great yeah. African American role models. Yeah. Right. I didn't need, like, I don't, I don't want to be treated specially. I don't want someone to walk into a room and say, hey, look at that black guy. I just want them to walk in and say, hey, that guy is maybe nice or not nice. 
it, it can become too much. I don't need to know that my life's there. I think all lives matter. But I also think that African Americans, like anything else, have become more liberal. Yeah, well, Maurice, I, I wish I could. Uh, I wish you could make the time to go up to District 65 to present uh, that viewpoint. But uh, it's just a viewpoint that not enough people are hearing. I mean, I, what you said is is totally respectable and and rational, and it's has nothing to do with the curriculum in the public schools as it pertains to race. Unfortunately, thanks for the call, Maurice. Glenn in Holland, Michigan. Yes, they shouldn't call this Black History Month. They should call it uh, SJW Month. Social Justice Warrior Month. This this is not about black people. This is about uh, social justice. I mean, what does transgender have to do with black people? Nothing. It was probably organized by a bunch of liberal white people, for Christ's sake. It's not, well, Stop of, it of course. Of course. Thanks for the call, Glenn. I mean, it's, that's the whole intersectionality poison now that's uh, uh, in fashion among the cultural Marxists. And uh, I, I mean, I just go back to something our friend Bob Woodson said. I long for the days of the honest bigot. As so I, the, I could confront the honest bigot, the patronizing uh, liberal, particularly a patronizing white liberal that's in charge of many of these school systems. They're much worse than the honest bigot. That was Woodson's perspective. It's news, opinion, insight. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer.